Hello, you are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I wanted to start off with a reflection. I want you to get comfy if you can. If you're driving, please pay attention to the road. But I want you to get comfy and really start to reflect back on a past achievement of yours back back in the day, potentially when you were a graduate nurse or maybe you were a student nurse and you were working towards a goal. You were working towards an achievement. I want you to think about and connect to that experience and that memory and feel what it was feeling like at the time to have set a goal that you defined in that moment as an impossible goal, right? Because when you're a student nurse, becoming an RN feels like it is impossible. And then when you become an RN, becoming the nurse practitioner feels impossible. I want you to really connect in to the feelings that are coming up for you and the emotions of being back in that time when I was a little nurse, little student nurse back in Scotland. And I'm thinking about it now, working towards my degree. And there were so many things that came up for me that probably came up for you too. There was a mixture of fear. There was excitement. There was overwhelm. I was stressed. I was worried about not getting a job. And I want you to tap into those feelings and re-experience it as much as you can right now. I want you to think about and get clear about what your goal was at that time. What was the impossible goal that you were trying to achieve? Did it feel achievable for you or did you think it was impossible? I want you to think about what mind drama came up for you. What did you tell yourself about that? What stories or narratives were you creating in your mind about achieving that goal? When you've got all of that, I want you to think about how, despite all of the drama and all of the fear and all of the emotions, all of the mind stuff, despite all of that, you still went and worked towards your goal and you achieved it. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And of course you achieved it because you told your primitive brain Hell to the no, I'm going to achieve this and I'm going to make it happen because it's something that you really wanted to create in your life. And that's what we're here to talk about today. We're talking about setting impossible goals in your career. And a lot of you nurses come into my Facebook group. If you're not in there, come and join. The link's in the bio. A lot of you nurses come into um, my Facebook group and the first thing that you're really looking for is to be able to set career goals. And I love that. I love, love, love that you're looking to set career goals. But here's the thing. I want to today encourage you to expand what you believe is possible for you. Because what I hear when I actually start talking to nurses and I start coaching them is that they do not believe that a new job or a new specialty or a promotion is possible for them. And that really, that upsets me. Like that makes me feel quite sad. But you're not at fault for thinking that because socially we've been conditioned to believe that there is a limit on what we can achieve. And I'm here today to bust that myth for you and to help you see that anything you want is impossible. So sit tight. I'm ready to rock your socks. So what is an impossible goal? Well, it is what it says on the tin. 
it's it's exactly what I just talked you through at the start. When you first started your nursing degree, it might have felt impossible to graduate. There's so much work, all the placement, no pay, working full-time as a student, and then also working part-time as an AIN or a healthcare worker. It felt impossible. And an impossible goal is a huge goal that seems so far out of reach that it requires you to take massive action. And this is the key, massive action. We take huge steps to achieve it. And if you're anything like me, you have been told that we need to set SMART goals. We need to set something that's specific, measurable, actionable, achievable, realistic, and timely. And in my opinion, those goals have never really worked for me because they don't require me to expand my mind so far ahead in the future that it kind of blows my own mind that I could even achieve that. And SMART goals, in my opinion, I think are created to keep us safe. I believe the more I learn about goal setting, I believe that SMART goals aren't compelling enough. They don't move people forward because they're not big enough. They don't have that element of fear and excitement. They don't have that element of stress and overwhelm slash excitement. And that keeps people stuck not achieving their goals. And I do believe that SMART goals are a kind of global way for us to stay safe. It's a way to keep us protected because we love protection. We love to stay safe as humans. That's what a primitive brain always tells us is that we are potentially in uh, a zone of danger. And a SMART goal, when you think about it, kind of keeps us safe, right? It's realistic. It's timely. It's achievable. Like my question to you is, what if it didn't feel achievable? Could you still achieve it? And the answer is yes. In terms of SMART goals and goal setting, I want you to think about when you're in your performance development plan with your manager, if you get them. (laughs) I know a lot of people don't, but if you're in a goal setting meeting or you're in a career conversation with someone and have you ever been told that your goal is not achievable? I want you to sit with that. Have you ever been told that uh, you're not ready for that yet? Or that's a few years down the line, you need to focus on now. And I want you to to know and recognize that that's a lot of BS. Because whatever your goal is, it does not have to be an imminent goal that's three, six, 12 months. It can be a goal that you're working towards in 10 years time, okay? That's moving you forward. And very much like our why what is your compelling why, which we covered in the previous episode. If you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that first and then come back here. But very much like our why, your impossible goal is a mechanism to move you forward, to transport you into the future of your career. It's going to help you take the steps necessary to achieve what you believe is impossible. And with that in mind, the impossible goal needs to be something that is big. And when you think of your performance development plan, it's usually little micro goals. They're very smart. They're very achievable. In three months, I want to get my competency for intravenous cannulation. Boom. Like you can make that happen. But I want to ask you, like, does that scare you? Does that propel you forward? Does that have you skipping out the manager's office being like, yeah, I'm going to get to work. Yes. I'm a high performer. I'm going to make this happen. I'm assuming, no, you might be excited by it, but it's not overly... And I'm ambitious as a goal. And I think that we we can achieve more than that for sure. So the goal needs to be big if it's an impossible goal. Okay, it needs to be real big. 
scary big, okay? Puts a bit of the fear into you because fear is good. Fear helps us move forward. But I want you to think about it in very small action steps, okay? And we've got a compelling why, and then we have a compelling impossible goal that really makes us want to achieve something in the future. And the beauty of having an impossible goal versus a smart goal is that an impossible goal is going to push you through the failures. If you've set something as being achievable and realistic and you fail at it, you are going to have some shit storm of mind drama stopping you in your tracks and making you fall backwards and stopping you from moving forward. Instead of recognizing that in order to achieve your big impossible nursing career goal, recognizing that success in your career is built on multiple failures. Okay, we need to fail forward. We need to continue to try and fail forward. A lot of you, and I know this because I do this in coaching, and it's one of my favorite parts of coaching is helping you see and understand your mind. But when you don't get the job, you see that as something negative about you. There's a missing piece. Something needs to be fixed. Liam, fix whatever it is, and then I'll get the job. And that's not the way to look at it. I encourage you to look at not getting the job as a lesson, as a growth opportunity. And this is not woo-woo, okay? If you look at all of the the most famous, successful, high-performing people across the world in history, they have all built success on failure. Apple is not what it is because they just had a smooth line, okay? Career trajectory, career growth and development – We think we've been conditioned to believe that it should be straight and narrow, but it isn't. It's up, down, peaks and troughs. And that's what's beautiful about it. And the sooner you can realize that that is what you should expect, the easier it will be when you get your first no. And I wish I knew this because I was five or six years into my career before I got the first no. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Because here's the thing. I had no tolerance to failure absolutely no tolerance to failure. Failure was not even an option. I was an intensive care nurse. I had always applied for jobs. I'd always gotten the first job. My first graduate role that I applied for, the only job I applied for, I got. I you know, applied for intensive care. I got the job. I applied for my postgrads. I got in. I got a scholarship. All of the things happened for me. And then I had a questionable manager that then stopped me from moving forward and said, Liam, you're not good enough for this. Like, that's the story I told myself. They, of course, just said, Liam, you don't have the job. But I had no tolerance to failure. And I just want you to challenge this in your own mind, because I believe that we are conditioned to think that we should always succeed. And we live in a world now whereby everybody wins. Like, everybody gets a cupcake. Everybody gets a badge. Everybody gets a certificate for attending. Well done. Um, And it's not really creating this environment for people to build tolerance to failure. And you might even see this in the younger generations coming through. You know, I know a lot of friends that have kids that like, even when they are last in the swimming test, they still get a certificate and a badge, which is beautiful and it's lovely. But one of the hardest life lessons is that you need to fail because <laughs> it's going to happen, right? When you're 18, you join the workforce, you're going to fail. It's going to happen. It's what you make that mean about you that stops you from moving forward. 
And the reality is we cannot and we will not win all of the time. And when you can recognize that failure is an integral part of growth, the funny thing is you actually want to fail more. (laughs) It's weird. It's really, really weird. But allowing yourself to fail allows yourself to grow. Failure equals growth. Remember, fail is first attempt in learning. Okay. So if you're sitting here right now and you're feeling stuck, demotivated, frustrated because you've applied for a job and it didn't come through or you applied for a graduate program and it didn't come through, first thing, how many jobs have you applied for? How many graduate programs have you applied for? If you've only applied for one graduate program and you didn't get it and you're now in, in a mind drama, shame storm of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, stop. You applied for one job. You, you need to increase your risk. You need to increase the risk of failure. Okay. Putting all your eggs into one basket for an impossible goal is not a good idea. And I really want you to question why you are making that mean something about yourself. Why are you telling yourself that because you failed, that there's something missing? Because there's not. That is just a thought in your brain that your primitive brain is telling you to think. Okay. And you're choosing to believe it. It is a choice, my friend. You do not need to follow that belief, okay? And when you're moving through that and you're stuck and you're applying for the jobs or whatever you're doing in your career, you're moving forward, you applied for uni and you didn't get in, I want you to recognize and reframe your mind, rewire your mind about failure. Because when you fail, failure equals trying, okay? And trying is the most important thing, right? All we want to do is take action towards our impossible goal, But here's the thing that many of you do, and I know because I do it also, and it's something I'm unlearning. When we fail, we fail backwards. We allow it to stop us in our tracks. We hit a block. I hear it all the time in coaching. Oh, there's a block. Something's stopping me from moving forward. I just can't. And here's the thing. Nine times out of 10, 99.9% of the time, you are the block. Your brain is the block. You're stopping yourself from moving forward by making your failure mean something about you. Stop it. (laughs) Okay? Stop that behavior. And what happens is when we believe it and we believe that thought and we fail backwards, we hit a block, we stop, we stay safe, and we quit. We quit, my friend. And quitting is never the answer. Okay? Quitting is never the answer because quitting means that you stopped and you're not trying. Okay. Remember, we want to increase our failure tolerance, increase your failure resilience as you move through your career. And when you, as a beautiful individual and high performing nurse, recognize that you can allow failure and you can bring it into your life and you can welcome it in the opportunities, it will help you move forward. Okay. Because think about it. If you failed in your life, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Of course you failed. You failed at multiple things, okay? And because of those failures, you are who you are today. And you are where you are meant to be today because of those failures and those lessons. I'm saying failure, but I mean lesson, okay? But I'm going to use the word failure because it seems to resonate with lots of people. But here's the thing. If you quit, it doesn't shape who you are as an individual, and you'd still be stuck back there in the past, reliving that that quitting, that failure, that you didn't actually try, you didn't actually go for it, you didn't commit to yourself and go for the thing that you wanted. And here's why we do this as humans. 
there's a thing called the motivational triad, okay? And our primitive brain, which I talk about a lot, is the part of our brain that is fight or flight, keeps us safe, okay? We're in danger. Oh my goodness, we're in danger. We've set a huge goal and we cannot, like, I'm Liam from a little place called Hoyk in Scotland. I'm never going to achieve that. And this is where your motivational triad kicks in, okay? So there are three things that I want you to be conscious of and to raise your awareness of. Number one, as a human, your first instinct is to seek pleasure. Things get hard. You want to find that cookie. If you're like me, you want to have a pizza. I love pizza. You want to find, have a glass of wine. You seek pleasure. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying raise your awareness to it. Number two, you choose to avoid pain. Pain usually equals feelings of failure. Yeah. So we choose to avoid that by buffering. And we do things that we think that are are good for us. Like, I'm going to go shopping and you spend a couple hundred dollars because you're avoiding processing the emotion of failure and feeling like you're not worthy. And the third thing is you do less. You don't want to do as much. You do less and you think that you'll get more. Okay. So it's like you, um, you want to do the least amount possible to achieve the same goal. And we all know that that doesn't end up very well. So when we're in this state, when we kind of enter into the primitive brain and we allow the primitive brain to take over and we're looking for that pleasure and we're avoiding the pain and we're doing less and hoping that we'll get more, that's our brain telling us that we're not safe and that we can't move towards our goal. Okay. And what's really interesting is that when our primitive brain is driving our decision-making, I want you to know and to really listen to this, you will never achieve your goals, okay? Because your goals will never seem safe. So we're going to tap into that prefrontal cortex and get things moving. So why do so many of us quit? Because of the motivational triad. It's so much easier for us to revert back, collect evidence from our past experiences that say, well, last time you tried this goal, Liam, you didn't achieve it. Last time you tried to lose weight, you didn't lose weight. So just go and eat the cookie, right? <laughs> like, does that relate? Do, do you resonate with that? Um, a lot of us go through the cycle. We're human, right? We're not bashing on ourselves. This is what is naturally ingrained in us to happen. We want to push through that. And when we quit, we make a conscious or a subconscious decision to not play the long game. We live in a culture whereby people think that when they set up a business, they're going to make a million dollars in a day. Or, you know, you launch your first Instagram as a business or as an entrepreneur, and you think you can have a thousand followers within the month. Like it takes time. Everything takes time. And that's amazing because it allows you to grow and develop. It allows you to take those small action steps. We think big, but we take small action steps towards our impossible goal. And that, my friend, is one thing that you need to be aware of. If you want it right now, just be curious about that, okay? Because it's going to take time and you're setting yourself up for more emotional turmoil and failure instead of having an impossible goal that's out in the future, out ahead of you. Janai, it's out ahead of you and you're taking those steps. Um, but if you want it right now, it's not going to happen. Okay. And those failures might be good. They might help you see that it will take time for you to move through that. So when you have a real good understanding of what your impossible goal is and how your brain operates kind of by default, which is primitive brain and the motivational triad, you can start to uncover what it is really that is stopping you from moving towards your goal, your impossible goal. Okay. And I can tell you right now that the main thing that people are avoiding 
is a feeling. Okay. And I've said this before on the podcast and I will say it again. The worst thing that can ever happen to you is a feeling. Okay. And feelings come from our thoughts. The thoughts that you choose to think about a situation that is occurring in your life. And that feeling stops you from moving forward. Okay. The truth is you will always, you are always going to feel that feeling. Okay. That feeling was always going to be there. No matter whether you succeed, fail, or quit, you will always feel that feeling. Okay. So we need to increase our ability to feel the feelings, allow all the emotions. We don't want to avoid them. Okay. We want to experience them because when we experience them, we realize that they're not so bad after all. And I want to share three things with you as we wrap up today. I want to share three things with you that I think you need to be really conscious of and aware of that I know to be true about setting impossible goals. When you realize there are three key things that happen when you set an impossible goal, this will hopefully help you, one, lock it in, set the impossible goal and take massive action. So number one, the first thing, and hopefully the ideal thing that's going to happen for you is that you're going to succeed immediately. Okay. And we know that's rare. Sometimes we do apply for those jobs and we get them and that's amazing. Okay. But it's rare for you to graduate as a nurse and then become an NP the next week. That's rare. So if you do succeed, that's amazing. The first time, the second thing that can happen is failure. Okay. Second best thing to happen is that you fail and you learn something and you grow as a beautiful human. The third thing that can happen is that you don't try. That you don't try to set an impossible goal and you don't take the action to move towards it. And here's what's kind of a bit frustrating (laughs) is that failure and not trying both feel the same. Okay. But one of them, clearly one of them, moves you a little step forward. Yeah. And of course that's a failure because you've learned something. Not trying equates to nothing. It really doesn't serve you to not try. So lots of info in here today, lots of things to consider. Hopefully I'm raising your consciousness around setting impossible goal. And I want you to start thinking about what an impossible, impossible goal might be for you. So step one, I want you to think about something that you really, really want that just seems so scary. Okay. It seems so scary out there in the future. It could be five years. It could be five months. It could be a decade, whatever it is for you. I want you to think about what that might be and map out some ideas about your impossible goal. Number two, I want you to choose one thing. Okay. When we focus on one thing, focus equals clarity. Okay. When we have too many ideas, too many things going on, we're cognitively overloaded. We know this because we're nurses and we work clinically and it doesn't serve us. So we need to pick one thing and commit to it. Like your reason why you choose that thing. Very important. Number two, I want you to connect to the feeling that it creates for you when you think about it. Okay. Like we did at the start. How do you feel when you think about the goal? Okay. So for me, an impossible goal is like, I would love, for me, an impossible goal is to build my business to the point where I am serving hundreds of nurses a year consistently. Like I am showing up and serving hundreds of nurses a year. That seems impossible for me. I've served 130 in a year, but I want to like reach the masses so that I can help people understand their brain better and enjoy their career, build a sustainable career or a nursing business. 
That is what I know in leadership, nursing leadership. That is my impossible goal or one of my impossible goals. So connect to that feeling. For me, that just feels so empowering, feels exciting. I feel scared. I think all the things come up, like how will I achieve this, right? But the how doesn't matter. I don't want you to focus on the how in this process because you will never, ever know the how until you achieve the goal. Okay. And you look back and you go, oh, that's how I did it. And then you can share that with other people. But everybody's how is different. Make sure you connect that feeling to your why, okay, to your compelling why, and make sure you connect your impossible goal to the why. Next, you want to take the first step, okay? Don't get overwhelmed by the fact that you want to become a nursing lecturer in the university and you want to get your doctorate. And oh my goodness, like, which uni am I going to do the PhD at? That's not the next step. The next step might be to start connecting with nurse educators and nurse um, lecturers on LinkedIn and start networking and asking people how they've achieved what they've achieved. Yeah. And what are their tips and tricks? Like, how can you get there? That's a step. Yeah. So my step for me moving forward is how can I serve more nurses? Well, I can serve the nurses that I have right now and do it really, really well. And I can continue to build my content and my podcast uh, and build that step by step so that I can then have hundreds of nurses working with me and empowering them to change their lives. That is my compelling, impossible goal. Um, And then finally, recognizing that you are going to feel the fear. You are going to fail. And as you fear and move through failure in this process towards your impossible goal, get curious about it. Be kind to yourself. Do not see or attach failure to your worth because it has nothing to do with you. Okay. It's just a thought in your brain. Failure equals growth. Failure propels us forwards. Yeah. And one of the quotes that I absolutely love about this is that when we fail, we're in discomfort. Okay. But Brooke Castillo, who is one of my mentors and one of my amazing, well, she will be a future coach of mine because I'm making that happen. But she says, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And I just love that so much. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not making it happen. To start taking action, ditch the smart goal, set an impossible goal, blow your own mind, Because here's the thing, the progress you make towards an impossible goal will trump what you would ever achieve in setting a smart goal. So my friend, I leave you with this. Discomfort is a currency of your dreams. And if you are looking to set your impossible goal and to take all the action, and you want to learn more about how I can help you do that, jump into my email, liamgcaswell at gmail.com or find me on all the socials, drop me a message, And I can start helping you to discover your impossible goal, start mapping out the steps that you need to take to be able to get there and achieve what is impossible or what seems impossible for you and make it possible. I'll chat to you soon. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? Come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. 
Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.